Greetings, salutations, welcome in. This is Sports Talk. I am Scott Beatty along with Lauren Tate. We go two hours here every afternoon on a program that's Illini-centric with some other odds and ends sprinkled in, and we are glad to be with you. This hour, we'll welcome in Colin Likas from the News Gazette prep pages. And next hour, Evan Kahn's in, and we'll... Check in with Isaiah Williams, Illinois wide receiver, as the Illinois football team down in Tampa Bay getting ready for the ReliaQuest Bowl, which comes your way on Monday. Plenty to get to along the way. Uh, I've got some basketball tickets to give away. We're going to do that twice in the show. If you'd like to go see the Illini play tomorrow night against Bethune-Cookman, we've got some Illinois basketball audio to bring you from both teams as both teams are playing tomorrow. We mentioned the men's game. The women are on the road tomorrow, back in conference play now for the rest of the regular season. They'll face Wisconsin, a game you'll hear here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. And Shauna Green, the head coach for Illinois, along with player Kendall Bostic, uh, met with us today, so we'll bring you some of that. So plenty to dive into as we say hello. Mr. Tate, good to see you. Great to see you. Yesterday was very cold. Things have warmed up. I think things generally, are warming up. Yeah, things have generally improved since I've gotten back in town. <laughs> You're bringing it back slowly. <laughs> did you have a good uh, dinner last night? Yes, I did. Accompanied by a roll. <laughs> I had one right straight from the beef house. Yes, sir. <laughs> from Ed Bond. You ate it right during dinner with your pasta, or <laughs> did you save it for later? I ate it first. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody. I hope I'm not getting you in trouble. I had, but, uh, had those good strawberry preserves right from the beef house too. Oh, oh, that's delicious. That Which have, by the way, gone up from eight dollars and something to eleven now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, everything seems to be going straight up. Yep, that's why you keep working. I guess. Uh, some days we don't have a lot of audio to bring you. Other days we have a whole ton. So we're going to try and just get to what we can during the day and uh, during the program here. Brad Underwood gave us a dissection of what he saw was the team issues, and I'll, I'll, I'll play that for you in a little while. Uh, but we just talked with him. For him, though, overall, it, it was not about – he did not bring up some of the things that I think other people have been bringing up, team chemistry and internal conflicts and uh, effort and toughness, all that. It was it was more about stop turning the ball over. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> but uh, chemistry is, is a problem because what you've got is – too many forwards, no center, and no for, no guards. I mean, I you know that's an extreme. But if you analyze, what is Coleman Hawkins? He's a forward. What is Shannon? He's really a, a wing forward. What is what is uh, um, uh, the two young guys that, that came back from last year? Goody and, and Melendez. M- Melendez are both forwards, and um, Matthew Myers a forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a lot of forwards. Yeah, it's and, a very. And what you really need to have a good basketball team is a really good guard and a really good center because that's the key to everything. When you have a good guard and a good center, you have a good team. When you got a bunch of forwards, it's difficult. Well, I really think they have the guard of the future 
on the floor right now in Sky Clark. But well, he is well, just, he is just a freshman. You? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, he hasn't played well. Yeah. And that last game against Missouri, they actually they just took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was clear. Well, and, and Defensively, big... and he wasn't very good offensively. Now, look, he may become a great guard, but I heard somebody say the other day, that in trying to analyze him, he had a he had a, a leg problem coming in. He had surgery, and they said that he was ready. But is he as is he is he still a bit stiff from that? Hmm. Is he? I don't see him breaking down opposing guards with his dribble. Yeah, and I see good guards doing that. If you can't do that, you're not a good guard. I mean, you, you're not going to get your shot. If you can't, if it's if you're setting your what your a good guard is going to set himself up and he's going to set up his teammates, and we're not seeing the number of assists that you have to have to have a good offense by anybody. You know, tomorrow is the last game against uh, 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 weak opponents, so-called mm-hmm. weak opponents. The last right. bye game, and then it's all Big, all Big Ten, Ten. Uh, from there. So tomorrow's the last game. Illinois is quote expected to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethune Cookman is just four and eight. They are coached by Reggie Theus, mm-hmm. the the legend from UNLV, uh, an NBA All Star, nearly twenty thousand points scored in his NBA career, and he's coached a lot of high places uh, along the way. NBA and college. I think when was it when Gross was hired? I think it was when Gross was hired that there was people pushing Reggie Theus for this job. Among them was Lou Henson. Well, he's four and eight right now. I might be wrong on the timing of that, but I think that's when it was. Well, he was at New Mexico State at one point, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's because of Lou Henson. Yeah, right about the time I think I think he was around oh five, oh six, oh seven in there. I think it was when he was at. Uh, New Mexico State. I looked it up earlier and don't have it in front of me. But Bethune Cookman, you know, it's they shoot just thirty five percent. Well, sorry, that's their. Th- I'm sorry, that's their three point shooting. They shoot just forty three percent overall as a team, and they're just averaging sixty eight points. They they've lost two games to Indiana and Iowa. So here's a game for Illinois to really. I don't want to call it a get right game, but this is the last chance to. Sign it. Get these things out of the way. Get the get, get the problem spots. Try to get it ironed out. And get things right. Get back to what was working at the beginning. And it wasn't like this team was just terrible to start. I mean, this team had nope. some good things going. Yeah, they did. But now the warts have really been exposed, and they've been better scouted. And turnovers have been a huge issue, and just an inability to execute in half court offense. First of all, the turnovers, but second of all, just kind of standing around and not seeing plays through. I don't. I don't know. I. I, I just don't see uh, the offense has been a uh, the half court offense has been a bother to me the whole time, and that's because you're trying to run an offense with the, with with Coleman basically Coleman Hawkins basically running the show more so than the guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call him. He's the, he's trying to set things up. They call him the trigger man, mm-hmm. and he's. He's at times been brilliant. He had a triple-double this year, mm-hmm. and you can see his athleticism and his versatility on display. But they, they, it, it, at times it's almost been like exactly what you said, a lot of good players but almost too many of one thing and not enough of another. But still, I mean, look, back up for a second. If you told me when this season started – that at the break at, at New Year's they're going to be eight and four. I go to me. I would have said, well, that seems about right. It's just the way that came about. 
Yeah. I would have said, oh, well, there's probably a loss in there to, yeah, to you're right, you know, a top with team. Texas and UCLA thrown in there, yeah. Uh, You'd say eight and four. But just I just this this Missouri game is getting is starting to be it's starting to get scary. I'm afraid to, afraid to send the team down to St. Louis anymore. Well, Underwood just made a passing comment and said for a million factors that I won't get into, but we've had just problems with this game. And I think he's won two, he's lost four, but really you could say they've only played well. In one of those Last six year. games, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. If there's some sort of mojo about St. Louis, if there's just Missouri understands how to get up for it, and Illinois just doesn't. I don't know, but I don't know if it's that or not. I, I mean, when you lose ten players off your team and add ten players to your team, which is what they did, they completely changed their team. They took uh, transfers all over the place, and now they beat us. <laughs> they had us down thirty-five with twelve minutes to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, I, I that shouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, Illinois is having trouble putting this group together. They're 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 putting. That, well, we'll see how they got to play Kentucky, don't they? We'll see how they. Yeah, we'll see how they do in that one. There's just something funky about that bragging rights game, and that maybe it's the time of year, all well, the things just, put together that doesn't work for Illinois, and it does for Missouri. Well, for a long time, it worked for Illinois, and not for Missouri. Well, that's true. <laughs> we lived through that, so. Maybe there's no real explanation. Maybe it's just the way the world turns. I don't know. That team should not be able to dominate Illinois the way they did, and the, uh, Illinois clearly at, at some point just kind of gave up this, gave up the ghost. And they did. How about the women? They'll play Wisconsin tomorrow night. Wisconsin in a rebuild. They are in year two under their new head coach. Uh, have not had a good start. They're four and nine. The Illini, meanwhile, 11-2. and two. They got a vote yesterday in a top 25 poll from the coaches. And they're coming off the holiday break as well. Here's head coach Shauna Green on the break for her players. A little bit of recharge for the players. Yeah, I think it was good. I think it was a perfect time. You know, they had four full days off. And, and when they came back, you know, you never know. I'm like, are they going to be you know, really energized? Are they going to be like, oh, we got to come back? And uh, that first practice, I mean, the the energy, the, you know, how how excited they were to be back um, was really great for me to see, like, okay, we're we're ready to go. So we've had two really good practices again, great energy, um, and one more day I probably lean into Wisconsin tomorrow. Shauna Green said star player Makaira Cook is good to go is expected to play tomorrow and be in the starting lineup after an undisclosed illness that caused her to miss the last two games. But she also hinted the starting lineup may look different. You've got Genesis Bryant who's been coming off the bench, and she's now a reigning Big Ten Player of the Week and had a triple-double, albeit in a non-conference game against a, a Florida Atlantic. And Jada Peebles, who has spent part of her Illini career as a starter, has been dynamite off the bench as well. So I'm, I'm wondering if there's one or two uh, shuffles around there. Either way, Lauren, that rotation is not big. She go about six, no, seven players. That's right. She doesn't. She's not trying to play nine players, is she? No. No. She, in fact, that one I noticed that one game they just basically played just six players. Yeah, with with Mikaira out and and yeah, and and she said, "What you see is what you get." With with the rotation, there's a desire to get more minutes out of. Aisha Nador, who's been coming back from injury as a transfer big and get a little bit more out of Gio Lopez. But um, that's it. I mean, the freshmen are going to stay freshmen on the bench. And Can they keep shooting the way they're shooting? Can they keep I mean, their three-point shooting has been terrific. Plus 42% for the season. Well, yeah. and, and a three-point shooting is streaky, right? But, but 
coaches will tell you all the time it's about the kind of three-point shooting. And she attributes the three-point shooting to in-system, in-rhythm, kind open shots. The dip in the men's three-point shooting, Brad Underwood attributes to bad shots, contested three. Contested, right. Early in the shot clock. If you give men or women, now the line's the same too, by the way, uh, you give them men or women good D1 players, open threes in the gym in practice, they're yeah. making 50 to 60% oh, easy. And, oh, and sometimes yeah. they'll rattle off dozen or yeah. more in a row yeah, absolutely. easy. absolutely. I, I watched uh, R.J. Melendez shoot the other day, and he and he didn't do that when I was watching him today. But I watched him the other day, and he had a whole bunch in a row, you know, 15, 20 shots in a row. Once they get in that groove, but that's different. And if I make you move and I make you back up a hair and, you know, if I'm guarding you tight, it's not the same shot. Nope. Uh, what else? We had a bowl last night. And well, we had several bowls yesterday, but Wisconsin won their bowl against yeah. Oklahoma yeah, that's State. Got a good lead, and they're making a big deal out of the fact that they had two coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two head coaches. Uh, yeah, Luke Fickle was there on the sideline wearing a headset, but but he was not coaching. That's right. It, he was just he was Listening just in. there. Uh-huh. You want to know what's going on? Yep. Yeah, but that was out in Phoenix, Arizona, in the in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, and uh, the the. The Badgers beat Oklahoma State, and by the way, how dare you ask about our our staffing situation? I don't know if you caught that. Mm-hmm. Mike Gundy was asked post game about would he have any potential he th- staff he threatened changes. Not, he threatened to throw the the, the the questioner out. Yeah, he threatened to cut off the reporter. Asked, do you anticipate any changes to your staff? Now, I understand that kind of question. You're not going to get an answer out of it. Nope. It's a lose lose. There's nothing wrong with asking it. No, it's not. because look, I mean, I just I heard uh, uh, Brian talk to uh, Bielma about that today, about our staff. Yeah, and he didn't say who they were, but he said I've got one guy that's uh, in the secondary that that I I think I'm going to hire, and I'm you know when this is over, I think it'll be real quick with him. But the other position, I'm going to take my time because I'm getting a lot of. But he did answer the question. He wasn't offended by the question. No, it's part of the territory. Yeah. Just need how to know how to answer it. Yeah. Look, again, I refer to Lou Henson. It didn't matter what question you asked; he knew what he was going to say. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Just like a politician. That's right. <laughs> I appreciate that question, but what I want to say is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, what exactly does Brad Underwood uh, diagnose the issues to be for Illinois basketball right now? We're going to hear some of that when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Join us for the bowl game, the ReliantQuest Bowl Game, Illinois-Mississippi State on January 2, right here on DWS. Sports Talk, News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Two signals for the price of one. You can hear us on... I'm Scott Beatty, along with Lauren Tate. Friday on the program, it'll be a bowl special. The bulk of two hours will be devoted to getting getting us ready for Illinois in the ReliaQuest Bowl. A bit of news. It's not really news to us, but Tommy DeVito today uh, meeting with the media in Tampa, uh, acknowledging that indeed the quarterback's waiver for another season was denied. So... Monday will be the last game of his college career. Tommy DeVito came in and served very well for Illinois football. 
as a, a single-season quarterback, and it looks like Illinois will again go to the portal. Uh, I have not seen anything new from where we were yesterday, but the chatter is as that Illinois is in the running for the uh, Luke Altmeyer, the quarterback at Ole Miss. Now, there's other good quarterbacks still out there, mm-hmm. especially Hartman from uh, Wake Forest, Brennan Armstrong from Virginia, but I haven't seen their names tied to Illinois. That doesn't no. mean it's not happening. Well, but. Hartman seems to be headed for Notre Dame. That That's pretty hard to buck there. And it sounds like uh, there's a possibility that Armstrong might go to Oklahoma State, but he's he's got several other uh, options, and I don't hear us in on him at all. No. Now, I'm not sure why, but uh, they're really counting on Altmaier at this point. He's the one that most likely you – know, you've got the Coastal Carolina quarterback who played in the bowl game and got hurt. Now, he's in the portal, but uh, I don't know where he's going. He's a good one. Well, Altmaier from Ole Miss is, 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 is considered a high-ceiling guy. He just doesn't have as much experience in the book already. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and maybe maybe a little more arm strength than what we had with what we saw with Tommy DeVito, but um, uh, you know is the moxie there? Is there is is there enough in the short game? Because at least this year Barry Lunny Jr. his offense was the short and the intermediate throws. Well, the good thing about uh, Altmaier is he's got more than one year. We mm-hmm. can count on him for at least two, mm-hmm. and he would have three if he wanted to use them all. What about Johnny Newton for Illinois? Is he staying on the uh, defensive boy, side? Oh boy, that didn't sound good today. Did you hear what he said? I did not see uh, what he. I didn't hear. I only read that he said it's up in the air. Well, he said today. He said, um, "I've got a choice to make. I'm either stay here or go to the NFL." And I sure hope it's the NFL. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, that part I didn't like because they've made an offer to him for next year. I mean, they've made. He's got a setup where he's going to have a car and plenty of money if he stays at Illinois. But uh, And I thought maybe, based on what I had heard in the last week or two, that what they were doing for him NIL-wise, that, that things were set. But it sounds to me like he's still interested in the NFL with, with a statement like that. I sure hope it's the NFL. Which means he's not certain that he wants to go, but he, he wishes that he that's his look, that's a that's the goal of all of them. If you ask everybody on the team where do you want to be next year, he said, Well, I'd rather be in the NFL. Yeah. And earning that salary. But. I mean, to be honest, I'm in the same situation. Oh yeah. I, I where that, will I be here next year or will I be playing in the NFL? I think it's up in the air. Yeah. If if that opportunity comes to me, I will take it. Okay. But, you're but if liable, not you're liable to get hurt. not liable to you will get hurt (laughs) for the love of the game and and, but if you want to offer me a lot of money and a car to stay here just i will consider it i will consider it i know they're doing a lot of work with him trying to get him to stay because i hate to tell you this but illinois got no replacement we'll be playing with 10 men next year (laughs) if he's not there there's just nobody well you know it's going to be tough replacing a guy with that kind of talent and, they, and if you look at Illinois recruiting over the last four years, you will see that we've had precious few defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Precious, precious few. They just aren't there. Coming up, I'm going to give away some tickets for Illinois basketball tomorrow night at the State Farm Center on the men's side as they play Bethune-Cookman, the Wildcats. Brad Underwood today uh, just talked with us a little while ago. 
and said he has uh, spent some time doing the analytics, breaking things down, looking at what 12 games worth of stats has to say. Uh, You look at our numbers on the defensive side, and they're fantastic. I mean, we're we're in in an elite status in terms of what we're doing in the half court. We have one area where we're really bad, and that's transition D. And that is literally coming from what we do on the offensive side. We can't turn the ball over like we've been turning it over. Those are mostly pick sixes. It's really hard to guard layups and, and, and open threes. And those stem from not running offense, and then you put uh, quick shots. Uh, we're taking a lot of shots, 18, 19, 20 on the shot clock, that are contested. Uh, instead of just being patient enough to allow the defense to make a mistake. So we've, um, we've spent some time. We'll have to tweak a thing or two to try to, to clean some of those areas up. I feel like our defense can be as good as, it, as, it's, as it's ever been or better. Um, the numbers don't lie in that area. We've been excellent on synergy in most every area other than transition D. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, offensively, it's just, it's just got to be a consistent process to not to make good plays, make good passes, be, be simple, be ball tough, uh, move the ball, share it. Um, uh, our assist numbers have been, have been low. And yet, you know, we're doing some things exceptionally well. You know, we're, I think we're third in effective field goal rate. I think we're third or fourth in uh, free throw rate. Um, you know, things that we're, we, you know, we're second or third in offensive rebounding. All the things that you should do to affect effective, to be a good offense. And um, yet we're not doing that we're, because of our, our, our turnover rate is, is, um, has been astonishing. So... Um, time to, not that we haven't tried to address it, but really make it a, a point of concentration for everybody. And, and mistakes are to the point now where uh, guys may have to go to the bench and, uh, um, and, and learn from mistakes that way. So, you know, that one's bias. It's a blip. It's a bad game. Everybody has them. Uh, I won't show our team one second of it, uh, but we will talk about the uh, like I said, more of the 12 game numbers, you know, and the analytics piece that comes out of that, that, um, that we got to get cleaned up here. All right. There's, there's quite a bit that he said there. You make a turnover, you're going to the bench. Well, here's why that's significant. That was something he was much more willing to do the last couple of seasons, even early. But this year he was willing to live with mistakes. He talked about that earlier. There's so many new players. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how. He even made the statement, you know, we're trying to find out about these players. We, we waited. Uh, five games wasn't enough, he said. We didn't want to look at the analytics after five games because they hadn't been around here long enough to really show what they could do. We wanted to find out what they could do. Now he's got 12 games. And he's finding out <laughs> some some when you have possession and you either don't get a shot because of a turnover or you shoot poorly or you get fouled and can't make your free throw, it's a great thing to draw fouls. Illinois is drawing fouls, but they're not making free throws. Illinois has won two of their last five games, and in their last five games, in each of them, they've committed no fewer than twelve turnovers. Mm-hmm. Twelve to me is about the limit of what you could tolerate. Mm-hmm. 12 against Maryland, 17 
against Texas, but they won. 12 against Penn State. 18 against Alabama A&M. 17 against Missouri. It's really bad. It's, it's, it's really bad. And, and, and who is the worst offender in the turnover rate? Coleman Hawkins. 37 in 12 games. That's three a game. Mm-hmm. And you know it's not every game that it, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, there's just something not uh, in well, sync out there. You're asking him to do some things that he's never been accustomed to doing. Never. Mm-hmm. I watched him in high school when he played. They had great guards on that team. He was the third player on that high school team. And he wasn't. He, all he was doing was hanging around and shooting. It doesn't mean he can't eventually get there. And, and he can rebound, by the way. He is a good rebounder. But Yeah, and he's but a he, high-energy guy. you're asking him to rebound as a center. He said that, that he, he himself said, you know, it's time to hold the freshman more accountable. He said that a, a couple of weeks ago, Coleman Hawkins. And I think Brad Underwood is saying that, too. It's not just freshmen, mind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but R.J. Melendez has got to be held as well as anybody else. So we'll see. I mean, tomorrow is a day where you probably you'll have an, uh, you'll have margin for error against a Bethune Cookman. Well, he is excusing Melendez for having a sore shoulder, mm-hmm. so he's basically saying it's not his fault. Is he's not healthy, and I, and he said Sky Clark is not shooting. I don't know why he's not shooting, but he's clearly lost confidence. He he went over ten one game, over ten. Yeah, you just don't do that. <laughs> no, but when you hand the keys to freshmen. Look out. And that's why I'm still sticking to what I said at the beginning of the year. Don't entirely judge this team right now. And they're still 8-4 and four with a couple of top 10 wins. But wait and see what they are in February and March. Wait and see what they are in February and March. I want to take a pause here. Uh, if you want to see some turnovers or not tomorrow night, <laughs> we do have four tickets to tomorrow night's game. I want to invite you to be the third caller to 217-356-9397. If you're the third caller, I got four, no parking, four tickets. The only hitch here is um, uh, they're paper tickets, so I need you to come by here to the studios tomorrow to pick them up by 4 p.m. Third caller to 217-356-9397. Lauren and I continue after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brett Bielan. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400-939 FM. Sports Talk continues. Congratulations to Doug Short. Got four tickets to go see the Illini tomorrow at State Farm Center. 7.30 tip-off. And we will uh, we'll do one more giveaway next hour. So stay tuned for that. Also, uh, on the line, we go to John, who wants to weigh in on Illinois basketball. Hey, John, you're on with us on Sports Talk. Uh, yes. Was I on there a while ago? No. Okay. Well, I am a fan of the U of I basketball team for 70 years, 75 years. I have never been so disappointed in a team, and the reason I'm so disappointed we, I had high expectations until I heard that Coleman Hawkins is going to be playing point guard. And I, I just cannot swallow that. I would love to see the man on the high post and, and, uh, have 
our center on the low post unless and long as as long as he's not in foul trouble. But I am so tired of seeing other teams play, and I don't watch a lot of other teams because I'm an Illinois fan. You know, I I, I get my kicks from that. But I'm so sick of seeing us try to dribble the ball everywhere that we want it to go instead of firing the ball and guys breaking. Uh, I've seen every one of our guys do a great job at some time this year in breaking to the bucket, not knowing if they get the ball, if they're going to get the ball, but when they break, they do get it. And I cannot see playing around out in front. And uh, like I say, we dribble the ball to every place we want it to go Mm -hmm. about. And uh, it just, I, I guess I could top it off with this. Lauren, I agree with everything you you're, you're saying, and I just am I'm going to be so disappointed if we keep trying to make Coleman Hawkins be a six ten point guard, and say that's what the pros love about him. The pros may love that about him, but you don't call him a point guard. Then you you call him a a bull center. You know that he goes out and shoots twenty five footers. Thank you, but, John. I. Uh, I, I... You may well see Coleman at the four and Danger at the five some some more. I wouldn't be surprised if you see that, but the, the turnovers are still the big issue. They're the two big turnover guys. Coleman Hawkins and Danger are the two guys making the most turnovers. That's the yeah, problem. That is a huge problem. Uh, and I don't know this is That's exactly... That's the only problem. I mean, they're not getting consistent play from the guards either. Last night... In Monticello, it was a matchup of the fighting Lauren Tates against the fighting Evan Cons, Monticello <laughs> against Clinton, and the Sage team won of the Sage Lauren Tate. Colin Likas was there. It's holiday hoopla. That's just one of the big tournaments going on around here. Yep, many big tournaments this time of year, and now uh, Monticello gets to try to defend its home court and its home tournament title after winning last year for the first time since 2012 hey how many teams can run a tournament with with two gymnasiums <laughs> it's tough I, I mean two really nice gymnasiums. yeah yeah it's it's tough that that art Seavers gym is a real nice one and uh they've got the the old uh, miller gym looking really good now too got some uh, renovations there but uh bismarck is also doing two tournaments simultaneously okay. although not we're two not full the only one uh, not two full tournaments they, they they share their boys tournament with heritage down in broadlands but uh yeah, it's it's very hard to do, but Dan Sheehan and Art and all the guys over there do a great job with it. So, reading the the game story from last night, looking at all the players, is this a football story or a basketball story? Because <laughs> yeah, these right. were all football players that are also playing basketball for for Monticello. But this year, they're they're pretty much guys that were on the bench last year. Yeah, because Drew yeah. Shepard, Tyler Bundy, mm-hmm. because they were Trey uh, Welters. They were starting uh, pretty much. They were using pretty much a six-man rotation, and they ran that all the way through to second place in the Class Two A state tournament. And all six of those guys were seniors, so they are all gone now. Although they're going to be recognized tonight before the game, they're going to unfurl a banner and uh, let everybody celebrate that second place finish. But yeah, Monticello is just one of those schools. Lauren can attest to it, where. Uh, you get a good athlete pool, and you just keep keep replenishing. It's not rebuild; it's just replenish, basically. And Kevin Roy is such a good coach that uh, you don't need too much on, on the athletic front. He will make things work if the athletes buy into it, and the athletes know to buy into him. They'd be hard pressed to get two better coaches in football and basketball yeah. at Monticello, and it's a good school. It's a good. It's just good academically. It's always been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What are the coaches like about these holiday tournaments? Is it just there's nothing really 
like it in the rest of the season, right. other than the Thanksgiving tournaments. Mm-hmm. I mean, postseason is still uh, play a Tuesday and then maybe a Thursday or a Friday, right. you know, and then you don't really play back-to-back-to-backs. Yeah. Why do they like these, other yeah. than you just get some games in? Right. I mean, you're getting, you know, in, in certain cases, five games in in three days or something like that, and it's just uh, that's the kind of thing that uh, you can't really simulate later in the season where the legs are going to be tired, you know, late in the playoff game. Um, they won't be as tired, maybe. You know, once you play five games in three days, that, that puts a lot of wear and tear on the body and, and on the mind as well. And I think once you go through an experience like that, it's going to serve you better a month and a half down the road when you you just need to win one game, but you know you're you're in your 35th game of the season, and you're trying to find that extra bit of oomph to get you over the top and get you to win a regional or a sectional or a super sectional. Where are you going tonight? Uh, I'm going to Monticello. I'll be leaving shortly. I will cover the girls' championship at Tuscola and Clinton. Tuscola is currently 18 and 0 and looking very very good on the girls' side, but Clinton is not to be trifled with. And then the boys' final, Monticello and Tuscola, a rematch of last season's championship game that the Sages won. You've only got one brother left there. <laughs> Jordan is still over there. Jordan Quinn at Tuscola, uh, but he's had a good tournament so far. Monticello, Trey Welter, Cully's son has had a really good tournament so far, along with Drew Shepard. I'm really curious to see how that game shakes out. The in-town schools for Champaign-Urbana are kind of struggling. Is that a fair statement? It's a fair assessment. Uh, Champaign Central lost its first game at the Centralia tournament today. Urbana lost its second game down at the... uh, it's tournament in St. Louis. Uh, Centennial's about to start its its holiday tournament stay, probably having the best run so far of those of those big schools. And uh, you know, it's just. But on the girls' side, uh, Champaign Central's girls are going to be playing Muhammad Seymour later tonight, and they're doing fairly well over in the Mattoon tournament, as is Muhammad. What happened to Muhammad Seymour after the football season? It looked like they have an awful uh, abundance of athletes in football. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like they have that same abundance in basketball. What's happening? So some of the athletes uh, who pro- who played basketball last year and who also are football players just uh, are not out on the team this Why year for basketball. Why would you quit? Well, I mean, uh, people have different priorities. You know, okay. uh, you talk like a kid. You talk about a kid like Blake Walters. He's got to focus on you know getting ready for baseball at Arizona. And I know there are people who will who go both ways on this. Who could say you want to see a multi-sport? And some people will say no. You got to focus on what's ahead of you because you're going to be a power five division one athlete in the future so i don't know if there's a right answer or a wrong answer but that's uh that's one of the cases and i think there's a few athletes who kind of walter's 94 miles an hour fastball legit i mean did he actually touch go stand out there yeah i was gonna say i haven't stood in the box against him but uh you know i've I've heard low 90s i i don't i didn't i didn't know if it was 94 or not i've heard 92 at the very least so um yeah he's he's a he's a great pitcher though um he's going to be our defending player of the year for all area baseball and have a good stake to try and repeat in that honor this year for his senior season. He was committed to Purdue, right? Yes. And then backed out, decided to go to Arizona That's where right. his sister goes. Warm yes. weather. Yeah, warm weather also helps. And for cacti. Pitchers. For pitchers. You think he right. likes cacti? <laughs> <laughs> cacti or javelinas. There you go. That they, they find out there as well. All right, so you're going to Monticello and uh, for the championships tonight. And then what else? Oh, oh, you're going to Tampa. <laughs> I am. We yes. are wishing Scott Ritchie well yes. in his road to recovery. So, um, golly gee, shucks, somebody's got to go to Florida. I do. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple days, to say the least. I'll be in Monticello tonight. I am leaving from Bloomington, 
airport tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. That means you're not flying southwest. No, I am not. (laughs) It's going to be a heck of a turnaround. Um, I'll probably be the last media member to make it down there, at least non-radio or TV, for lack of a better phrase. But, um, yeah, going down there, and I will bring everybody the... uh, the, the, the have details, you covered a bowl I game guess. before? No, I barely, I, I barely covered very many Illinois football games. You missed games. the pirate ship today. They were at. Yeah. They took team photos today, or in front of the pirate ship. Yeah, I, I've, I'm familiar with the pirate ship. I'm a, as you you know, Evan Con and I, WWE fans. They they did a big thing with the pirate ship for the last two WrestleMania. So I'm very familiar with the pirate in ship. in that stadium. Yeah, not just any pirate ship, but yeah. that pirate ship. Right, that pirate ship. Yeah. So did like did guys come off the ship and jump into a ring and <laughs> nobody and did that. I think that was a little too intense. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should be fun. I mean, I've covered a few Illinois football games yeah. uh, during the one of the pandemic seasons. I, I got some some reps in there, so I have some working relationships with with some guys on that team with the the behind the scenes staff. So it shouldn't be too tough of a, an adjustment. And looking forward to sharing some stories, not just about the football players, but some other people who are making the trip to Tampa as well. All right. Well, we may have to tap you then to, to yep. uh, give us some on-the-scene reporting. Absolutely. D- down there. All right. Well, safe travels and, um, you know, don't don't pause for any rest or no. or relaxation here when you go to Monticello tonight the relaxation and Tampa tomorrow. Will be on the uh, on the airplane tomorrow mm-hmm. morning, I guess. Sports is glamorous. That's right. We love it. All right. Thank you much, Colin. Thanks, guys. That's Colin Likas covering preps and some Illinois football this week. Read him in the News Gazette. Follow him on Twitter at C Likas and G. Lauren and I finish up hour one in a moment. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brad Underwood. We'll see you tomorrow at the State Farm Center and catch game day coverage starting two hours before tip-off right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. All right, before the hour is out, a little audio treat. Uh, Adam Austin from our radio staff has put together some of the highlights of this year football-wise. This is not all of them. This is part one of a highlight montage of some of the best plays from Illinois football. So enjoy this audio delight. And DeVito from his own 48, hands to Brown, big hole right side. 40, 35, 30, 20, cuts back at the 15 before they grab him. And a big gainer and a big first down. Chase Brown points to the south and says a first down on one carry. Pat Bryant in motion all the way down inside the red zone already. DeVito with a lob to the end zone. It is caught. Chase Brown. Two plays. Touchdown, Illinois. 14 yards. I kind of like this offense. Oh, I love it. Here's the snap and a short pitch to Brown. He's got the first down. 45-40. Still on his feet. Cut back 35. And another first down, Illinois. And a big gainer for Chase Brown. He's going to have 100 yards here by the half. Hand off Brown. He's on his feet. He's free. Touchdown. Chase Brown. Touchdown, Illinois. 11 yards out. Boy, once he got clear of the line, he was gone. From their own 36, Beasley throwing deep left. Yeah. It's going to be picked off. Intercepted, Illinois. I think Whittlesmoo's got it. 50, 45, 40, still on his feet. 30, 20, and out of the Witherspoon. Vito with a gun. Brown to his left. Two receivers right. From the 8 of Wyoming. Throw. Far side. Right. Caught. And Bryant. Touchdown, Illinois. 
eight yards out. From their own 29, back to pass, Bazelak over the middle, pass deflected, intercepted by Illinois at the 40, left sideline 30, and out of bounds, Kendall Smith, the free safety, and there's the turnover you wanted on the first series of the second half. First and 10 at the 16. DeVito throws left. This is Hightower with a catch of the five. Down to the goal line. Dive to the pylon. Touchdown, Illinois. This time they won't take it away from Hightower. And the Illini march down the field. 16-yard pass. Got to hold him off here. Third and nine. Showing some blitz. Here they come. Bazelak in trouble. Chase rolls right. And he's grabbed. And he's thrown out of bounds. Oh, Johnny Newton's been a wrecking crew tonight. Big number four strikes again. Kemp is deep. Rush on. Robertson stays in there. Gets it away. Kemp slips. Now gets up. Makes the catch. Running backwards. All right, that's just some of the highlights from the season. Adam Austin putting that together. We'll keep bringing you some more. I know uh, Brian's going to play some of them, too, on Penny for Your Thoughts during the week. Tomorrow in the first hour, we'll talk with Coach Q for Q&A. Get ready for the semifinals and, of course, Illinois against Mississippi State. Evans in in the next hour. We're going to visit here. Uh, well, we're going to get a call from Isaiah Williams, and we'll Hear from him down in Tampa. Lauren, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. See you later. Appreciate your good work. It's WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Here's a news update.